0: RadioInfluence.com.
1: This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour episode 88 or 89. I've been told it's both. We need to get our shit together better, I think, in that regard. Hopefully we have an exact count uh, next week. I'm Tim Loy, your host, as always, joined by Justin Watson, coming off a long weekend of MMA. We had the Valor fighting challenge this past Friday. It was an, a stellar night at the Cotton Eye Joe, uh, followed by UFC 230 pay-per-view Saturday night. Uh, we will uh, recap that that pay-per-view as well as the Valor event as well uh, this evening, and we'll be talking to uh, Billy Swanson, who was victorious in that main event. We'll be also talking to uh, Joey Zonar, who will uh, help us recap that as well. Then uh, we'll also be joined by Andrew Tennyson, who is fighting on the big LFA card in Arizona uh, tomorrow night. He'll be taking on uh, Joey Miola in a fight that uh, should be all action. We'll be checking in with him a little bit later and also starting on a clean slate for our picks panel brought to you by my bookie. We'll also be joined by Greg Hopkins a little bit later. So we will have a trio on the picks panel as we uh, get that rocking for the month of November. Justin, how you doing, man? You, you got you got caught up from a long weekend?
2: Yeah, man, just uh, just winding down, getting my breath from it.
1: It was uh, it was exciting, of course. Uh, we, like said, so we started things off on Friday night with the Valor Show, and then uh, we caught the UFC pay per view together as well. Saturday, um, it was uh, it was rough action for you uh, on those picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, late a goose egg that that night. Uh, you went out in a blaze of glory, though I'll give you that. I managed to scrape by with nearly a unit of profit to bring my total for the for the session to the to the to the black. Uh, so uh, we will we will dive into that just a little bit later, as well as all of our interviews uh, and our our picks for next week. We'll be having uh, Greg Hopkins uh, join us. Uh, he's going to give you some more heat, man. You don't want to finish third out of uh, in a three man race.
2: Oh no, no. I'll show you what's up
1: <laughs> so of course u f c two thirty was this past weekend, and uh it was uh it was a mixed bag there was a lot of upsets there was a lot of uh a lot of fights that, that uh, didn't go the way that Vegas thought they were going to go. And, uh, of course, it all started off on the uh, fight past prelims. Uh, we, we had a scratch late. Brian Keller uh, comes down with an illness a few hours before the event and had to withdraw from his fight with Montel Jackson, which left us at only three bouts for that, so let's dive on in. We started off with an, an upset right out of the gates. Neither one of us made a play on it. I, I commented that I, I thought that it was a, a good, dangerous underdog, but Marcos Hogerio de Lina, Nam's decision over uh, Adam, uh, who came in as nearly a two to one favorite, um, and uh, it was the Brazilian that, that took that one. Uh, of course, we talked about the scratch fight between Keller and Jackson. Uh, then we got uh, another good one as, uh, as Shane Burgos pulled off a really slick armbar uh, victory uh, um, uh, over Kurt Hallebaugh. And then, of course, rounding out uh, that portion of the card, it was Lando Venata. In a really close one against Matt Favola, Matt Favola, uh and Venata declared a majority draw. So, uh, out of our initial two out of four fights, we had no action. Uh, Justin, your your take?
2: Matt Frivola and Lando Venata went to war. Uh, those guys deserve fight of the night. Um, didn't get it, unfortunately, but uh, ran that was a hell of a fight. Um, Shane Burgos looked good, man. Um, you know, once he gets on the ground, he's you know he's kind of at home, so it's um, about it. Douglas Slater, uh, sorry, Marcus Lima, sorry, Marcos Lima. You know Adam Matuori didn't have much for him. He was kind of just in there to get beat up, I think.
1: Of course, that brought us to the uh, the Fox Sports One portion of the event, and uh, that one uh, that 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 portion of the card was uh, uh, had more upsets. <laughs> we had we had more, including. Uh, Probably uh, the biggest – well, not the biggest one. One of, one of the biggest ones. Um, but, of course, we started off with Lyman Good and Ben Saunders, uh, Good, one of the big favorites, but uh, Saunders not able to pull the upset. Actually, he gets TKO'd uh, about a minute and a half in. Uh, Good was able to close the gap, and uh, it really put him down. And that may be uh, maybe the end of the road for Saunders. Well, I, I, it's too, uh, you he's know, been finished two times in a row now, so I don't know – uh, if the UFC is going to give him another shot, uh, be interested to see if, if he lands anywhere else. Uh, of course, after that, we had uh, another upset. Shaman Morais he uh, pulls off a split decision victory over Julio Arce in a bloodbath. That one was a lot of fun. Uh, Morais, the underdog comes through and busts some parlays uh, for Justin. Uh, Cajara Eubanks, a big favorite, misses weight uh, unapologetically, essentially, and gets a unanimous decision victory over Roxanne Monteferi. And then Jordan Rinaldi pulls the upset, uh, uses the uh, superior wrestling, and uh, was able to uh, hold Jason Knight down and uh, render him uh, ineffective for for all the rounds. Gets a unanimous decision and uh, and bust more parlays. Justin, your thoughts? Uh, Jordan Rinaldi,
2: he he fought his game plan. You know he went in there to wrestle and uh, it's kind of way he did. Jason Knight's good on the ground. He was throwing up rubber guard and uh, defending well, but. Uh, the, the top pressure was just too much. He, he ultimately couldn't get off of his back, and he couldn't get any submissions working for him. So um, Jordan Rinaldi, you know, it's a big statement for him. He was a big underdog in that fight. So, um, you know, he should be proud this week. So Banks and I don't know. This girl, she's lucky she didn't uh, fight Shevchenko. That's, that's all i got to say. Um, and they missing some weight, too, you know. It's is she got pulled off from of a car already because she couldn't make weight. She had to go to the hospital. And, I mean, I don't know if she's going to have to do, you know, probably show them that she can actually make the weight before before she gets another shot down there. Uh, Julio Ars and uh, Shannon Marais is another one that, you know, normally could have been by the night. Um, but this, this card was just full of action. So, a great fight there. Um, and probably time to say bye-bye to Ben
1: Saunders. The main uh, port, the main card on pay-per-view kicked off with Israel Adesanya. He gets a uh, a late first-round stoppage over Derek Brunson. Uh, both of, uh, Justin and I took a little fly on Derek Brunson. He wasn't able to get his wrestling going. Closed the gap, uh, got close on you know attempting some, but uh, Adesanya it may be the real deal. Moves to 15 and 0. We'll see uh, what kind of competition he gets next. Carl Roberson wins a unanimous decision over Jack Marshman climbing to seven and one and winning as a favorite. And then uh, the biggest upset of the night, Jerry Cannon knocks out David Branch about 30 seconds into the second round. Uh, He was uh, over three to one underdog in that fight. And uh, wow, that was, uh, that was surprised a lot of people. If you followed me, I put a quarter unit on his ass and uh, (laughs) we, uh, we, we cashed on that one. He's a big hulking guy at 185, just big and shredded and, and powerful, so a uh, big win for him, a bad loss for Branch. Uh, Jacare uh, Sousa. he wins uh, by second round TKO as an underdog and uh, and cashing for me as well uh, as he beats Chris uh, Weidman. And then of course in the main event, it was uh, no surprise Daniel DC Cormier retains that heavyweight title with a rear naked choke submission in the second round over Derek Lewis. Uh, pretty one sided, Justin. Oh uh, yeah. D.C. kind of did what we expected him to do. Uh, everybody
2: was, uh, was looking forward to, to Derek, you know, possibly landing the big right hand, but uh, Daniel's just way too smart. I mean, he wouldn't have taken this fight if there was any chance of him not, you know, not walking away victorious. Um, so it looked great. Just, you know, out-wrestled uh, Derek Lewis and, and got the win.
3: <clears throat> uh,
2: unfortunate night for Chris Wadman. Well, I he was doing doing really well. I had him winning round one and two. Um and I had him winning in the third round until, until he got caught there. Um, and set him back, you know, pretty far. Um, uh, as far as, you know, Jacare goes, he's in a tough spot now too, because, uh, he lost to the champion and, um, you know, the number one contender both. So whatever happens with the title, you know, he's already lost to both these guys. Um, so he's probably not getting a shot right away where Weidman, you know, would have gotten a shot right away with a win. Uh, in year, um, you know, between him and, and Adesanya, those are two most impressive, uh, performances of the night for me. Um, Adesanya, yeah, I think he, uh, he showed that the hype was, was legit. Um, maybe see him against, uh, Jacare next. I'd like to, uh, see him against Luke Rockhold if I, if I had a choice. Um, but yeah, Canonier made the right decision moving down to, uh, 185. It looks great there.
1: That wraps it up for our coverage of UFC 230. Uh, some 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 upsets. I think if you just kind of bet the underdogs, all all up, just straight underdogs up and down the board, you probably would have had a really good night. Uh, as it was, Justin has a bad night. I have an okay night, not a bad night. We, any night that we're winning is is a good night. So uh, we'll have a clean slate uh, going into uh, the month of November. A little bit later, we will jump into uh, our uh, picks for the UFC Denver card. We'll be joined by Greg Hopkins for that as well. But for now, let's get to these interviews. Alright, on the line we have got Andrew Tennyson, he is getting ready to compete at LFA 53, that's going down this Friday night, he's going to be taking on 10-3, and 3. Joey Miola, thanks for joining us tonight Andrew, how's it going my man?
0: Hey guys, uh, it's going well, I'm just in the middle of the cut, kind of uh, uh, dehydrate eventually, I'm not looking <laughs> forward to it, but it's part of the game
1: no doubt, no doubt. And uh, again, we appreciate you taking some time tonight. I know you are in the middle of that weight cut as you guys will have weigh-ins. Uh, this this show will drop uh, tomorrow, and so uh, I say you have weigh-ins today. So uh, essentially, uh, we're, we're getting you right, uh, right in the heat of the moment. So we do appreciate that, man. Trying to uh, spread the word out here. We're out here in East Tennessee, uh, just trying to shed some light on some fighters from all over the area, and uh, you're one that certainly stands out uh, to us on this card this weekend. Uh, you, of course, are six and one, uh, coming into this fight, you've won three fights in a row, all of those by finish. And you finished some good guys like Andrew Yates. So, uh, you know, for, for the people that aren't as, uh, as educated on, uh, on you, uh, as, uh, uh, being from this side of the country real quick, if you give us a, a brief, uh, little rundown of your background, how you got into MMA and, uh, you know, uh, a, a little, a little, uh, uh, screenshot, if you will, of, uh, Andrew Tennyson.
0: Well, oh, you get this, uh, geeky video game politics and anime nerd and then you get him to randomly walk into the best gym in the world with uh, greg jackson and coach mike winglejohn and then after a few years you get me <laughs> that's all i can think of another way of way putting it right now
1: that is awesome man I'm a fan already And, you know you're a guy that's uh, that's an action fighter you know uh, looking at your record here i don't see that you've ever uh, uh, had a fi- any of your wins have never have never uh, gone the distance and and your one loss was uh was a decision uh, but uh, all of your wins have, have have been inside the distance so it's obvious you're an action fighter you're doing something right getting uh, great training out there at Jackson Winkle john uh, talk a little bit about what uh, we can expect this weekend against Joey Miola, this is a guy that uh, also comes from a good team, got a big record as well, but uh, it looks uh, like on paper you've got uh, a pretty significant height and reach advantage.
0: Uh, I feel like on paper, the, I'm, the, I'm the underdog, and he's just such a strong and experienced fighter. Physically, you can go online and you can just see him slamming people out of submissions. You can see him hitting people really hard. And so this is like one very dangerous fighter but I'm going to have to be more technical. I'm going to have to be faster. And I'm going to have to uh, push the pace the whole time to try and uh, catch him either in a submission or
1: on the feet. Uh, Justin, of course, helped us set up this interview. Justin, what you got for Andrew tonight? Hey, how's it going, man? Um, just looking over your opponent here. I guess
2: he uh, trains out of power MA with uh, Aaron Simpson and Ron Bader. Uh, like you said, he's, he's going to come out trying to use some power. Um, so I look for you to kind of, kind of go in there and, and just play a smarter game. Is that kind of what you're thinking as well?
0: Um, I always try to fight um, smartly. Uh, there's, no, there's no reason to try and uh, force anything. Don't try to force a knockdown. Don't try to force a takedown. You have to use your brain. That's the most important organ when that you're taking into the cage. For him, though, he, he's a smart fighter, too. You can look at his footwork. You can look at um, his training regimen. He knows his techniques. He knows his escapes. He knows how to move well. And that's not just because he's physically talented, but because he's intellectually and emotionally talented. So it's going to be a really hard fight. This is probably the most dangerous fight I've ever had when it comes to an opponent who has power that I feel like uh, he's more powerful than any other of my opponents, just physically. And so he's probably more dangerous than all of them, too. And I'm just going to help. have to, as you said, fight smart and uh, try to place the pace. How long have you been with
2: uh, Jackson Link?
0: I've been with Jackson Wink from the get-go. So we're talking uh, 10 years almost. Wow. I'm, I'm one of the, uh, I'm the amateur coaches, so I help out with you know, the fighters, the, the young pups that just get into the gym. I used to teach at uh, one of Greg's um, amateur schools in Albuquerque. So I have a lot of uh, knowledge from the team, from all the coaches there. We got Brandon Gibson and we have Harry St. Ledger and Joey Vilseñor has been helping me a lot for this camp. And of course, Greg and Link and then wrestling we got Lovato and uh, Smith and Izzy comes down too from Chicago and, Israel Martinez is one of the best wrestlers in the whole entire world. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on everything. I, I want to be a complete mixed martial artist. I want to be a complete person. That's why I have a whole bunch of different interests—not just physical, not just emotional, not just mental. But this is one of the fun ones. This is like a martial arts is like a video game that's real, and uh, it always gets updates and it's never down. <laughs> as long as I can play, then the game's there for me. There's no there's no install time.
2: Right on, man. I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I've been been checking you out uh, for a little while now and, and keeping up with your you know, personality. You're an interesting dude um, and a hell of a fighter. Uh, so look forward to seeing what, what you have coming. I know you're cutting weight, so we won't keep you on here. I'll give you the floor if you want to make some shout-outs and uh, tell everybody where we can follow you on social media.
0: Um, I want to shout-out to my team, um, my fans. And my family, everyone that's been supporting me throughout this, uh, Jackson link and 10th planet Albuquerque have been very helpful. I, uh, and he's a really lucky, lucky person. And I really want to go out there and entertain for the fans in Arizona. I've never fought there before, so it should be exciting. Um, follow me, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, Tennyson MMA. That's T N N E S O N. You guys are in Tennessee. You should be able to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: uh yeah i'm basically the son
0: of tennessee almost
1: right that's Um, right yeah Tennessee mma man we Uh, are looking forward to it for sure brother and uh you know make some fans out here on the eastern side of the of the country we'll be rooting you on at lfa 53 it's going down uh this friday night on axis tv you can check it out uh andrew tennyson we appreciate the time my man thanks bros Up next on the line, we have the victorious, big sexy Billy Swanson. He comes off of a big TKO win uh, this past Friday night at the Valor Fighting Challenge, fight night at the Joe event. Congratulations. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your evening, Billy. How's it going? Uh, It's going good. uh, Thanks for having me, Tim. Always a pleasure, man. It's only been a few weeks since we spoke to you, but after a fight like that, we felt like we needed to have you back on. Uh, and uh, and kind of relive the madness, if you will. Uh, you, of course, were the main event. You took on Big John Hall. It was a pro debut for both you gentlemen, both of you guys former uh, amateur champions for us. Uh, you as a heavyweight, him as a light heavyweight. He was undefeated coming in. You 10-1. and 1. And uh, it was just a fight that we were all really, really excited for. And it certainly delivered. Uh, it was it was a brawl. It didn't come easy for you. And uh, the, the crowd at the Continent Joe was just uh, electric on their feet and, uh, you know, Billy, Billy, it was, uh, it was uh, an awesome scene. Uh, talk a little bit about it. Uh,
3: I mean, it was definitely a hard fought fight. Uh, you know, John did a really good job of defending takedowns. And when I did get him down, I- did to get back to his feet, but uh, honestly, I was pumped that if I played out where all the critics would have said that I was just going to kind of get completely mauled, and uh, you know, I mean, I've said it before, like it's going to need more than one shot to put me down, and I mean, I'm, regardless of my one loss being, you know, technically a TKO, I mean, like, people people don't see that video, like, you know, it was a flash knockout, but I didn't go stiff, my body was still moving, and when The ref called the fight. I actually had done like a fourth roll and my opponent and the ref down in a double leg. So, you know, I mean, I've got a very, very solid, tough head. (laughs) So, I mean, like I said, it it was – it pumps me up to know that, you know, I put the man down where they said I was going to just, like I said, get mauled over.
1: It was uh, was one of those fights where you definitely got to show off that beard, you know, uh, because John landed some – some good shots, you know, and uh, you never, you never really wavered, if you will. Uh, showed off some, some great cardio as well. You came in shape. It was obvious that you, that you were had put in the time uh, in this camp. Uh, you were able to keep a, a really strong pace. You know, you you kept uh, the pressure on him pretty much. The entire uh, seven and a half minutes that that the fight lasted, I think the official time was two uh, thirty-two into the second round. So you got seven and a half minutes of fighting time in there. Um, you know, uh, talk a little bit about uh, how you felt in there. Were you were you starting to slow at all, even up to that point? Did you feel like you could go all the full three of it need, if it had to happen that way, or were you starting to feel some urgency to to get it out, get him out of there? Well, you
3: know, like it, it's like when we talk you know I, I said I was prepared for the full 15 minutes and like uh, even though it was a fat, very fast pace you know like that's what I was preparing myself and, and like when I would get in damaged I was like you know don't go over the board overboard just stay calm still land these solid shots you know pick the shot don't don't you know just try and berserk and go crazy and actually like in the second round I came out and I hit him with a right straight and as soon as I did it was You know, it kind of caught me by surprise. Like, he just went complete berserk mode and, (laughs) like, uh, I mean, landed a couple knees to my chin uh, and kind of had me rocked. And then as I was backing up, you know, I caught him with a check left hook and it, you know, completely changed the pace. He started, you know, it landed clean on his button and uh, it kind of started running from me. I was able to hunt him down and uh, just kind of kept landing my right hand and, uh, you know, until the ref ended up calling it.
1: So, you know, uh, of course you moved to 1-0 there. There's a little bit of trash talk moving up to it. For the most part, uh, you guys seemed like you were uh, good-natured afterward, though. That's all water under the bridge, I'm guessing now.
3: Oh, yeah. Man, it's like I said before. I don't wish any disrespect towards John. Like, uh, you know, we both came up through Valor. He he is a man to be feared at two oh five. Fox. Like, uh, I mean, it, like, like there was shots that he landed on me that you know, like, I wanted to take a seat, but, you know, I'm just too stubborn to. Like, uh, he's definitely, I don't, I don't think that's going to slow John at all. I think he's going to bounce back and uh, definitely, like I said, a man to be feared. Um, it was just, I mean, that's a, that was a good fight. Like, there really wasn't a loser in that fight. Like, uh, I mean, it was good for the fans. It was good for, you know, the local MMA scene. Like, uh, I mean, and even, the, you know, the war, like, that we had, like, I mean, it was, you don't see people fight like that. Like, a lot of people go into a fight with somebody else who's got credentials and they, they're timid. they run from one another. And I mean, me and him had an all-out
1: war. Yeah, you're right about that, and you know, there's uh, there's no doubt you gave everybody uh, their money's worth to, to, to kind of go home on. That was, uh, the crowd was just going nuts, and uh, after being in there with the guy, uh, you think he is going to be able to continue on at heavyweight, or do you think he's going to be better suited to go to 205? You know, you felt his strength, his power, you are a full, true heavyweight yourself.
3: It just, I mean, honestly, it just depends. Um, like, there's heavyweights he could put down. Like, I mean, like I said, there's uh, – the, the guy could win at heavyweight, but is it the best, you know, possible future for him? Like, is that where his potential is? I think, honestly, like at 205, he is probably a Bellator or a, a UFC 205. Out. Like, with his range, he's like a John Jones. And, uh, I mean, it, it, he is a really good athlete. Um, like I said, there's people he could beat at heavyweight, but I just don't think um, – that it's the best possible future for him. Sure. Because, right? I mean, the, the weight, whether regardless of what people want to say, the weight does come into play, and uh, it, it wears you down. Like, I mean, in, in that fight, I had 40 extra pounds on. It. So, like, um, I mean, regardless, now, if the fight would have played out on the ground, yeah, that, that weight would have came a lot more into play because he would now have to push an extra 40 pounds off top of him
1: yeah absolutely so uh so, what's next my man? you know you came out of that one uh I know you said you may have had uh a pos your yeah, your foot might be hurting or, or something along those lines uh, i know it's been a few days, so uh you know it, they may be a little more clear what what's going com- what's what's coming next uh when can we expect to see you in action next and also uh any any ideas anybody you'd like anybody out there that you'd like to fight um well if
3: i'm not if I don't have any certain injuries like that aren't like, you know, a week to heal or two weeks to heal, then um, you you can expect to see me again January 19th in Knoxville. Uh, but right now, I, I didn't feel it in the fight, but uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, thinking I've fractured my collarbone on the left side. So uh, I got to go get this week and get it x-rayed um, mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, kind of assess where that's at. But um, honestly, man, I'm, I'm game for whoever. Like, uh, I mean, it's like I said after the fight. Like, you know, I, I'm now a pro. I mean, who's out there? Who, who wants it? Like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who talk a lot of shit saying they could shut me up. Well, now's your chance.
1: I'm gonna give you a chance to give some uh, shout-outs where they're due, my man. Congratulations once again on a on a on a big win uh, and on a pro debut uh, that was very successful. Uh, give some shout-outs where they're due. Uh, where can people follow you on social media as well?
3: Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I use my Facebook and Instagram, you know, more. Uh, the the handles are like Swanson.Billy or Billy Swanson. Um, I think my Instagram is actually uh, Big Sexy Billy Swanson. But, uh, shout outs definitely, uh, everybody I train with, um, and everybody that I worked with up to, you know, coming up to this camp, like, uh, Israel Gomez and all those guys down at Melbourne, Florida, um, you know, David, Joseph Long, everybody at AKB of Cleveland, um, Eric Turner, O'Vance, Joe Zonar, you know, Christina Ricker, the whole KMAA crew, um, You know, fans, friends, family, like, you know, people don't realize how much time it takes away from, uh, you know, everybody for you to be able to put in the training. And um, like this camp, I was training like four or five hours a day. So, um, like I said, shout out to everybody um, and shout out to Valor and everybody involved with it. Y'all allow me to showcase my talents. And last of which, uh, glory to God.
1: This has been undefeated professional heavyweight prospect, big sexy Billy Swanson, fresh off a big win this past week at Valor Fighting Challenge. Looking forward to seeing what comes next. Thanks a bunch for the time, Billy. All right, thank you guys. Up next on the line, we have Joey Zonar. One of the head coaches at KMAA, they had several fighters competing at the Valor Fighting Challenge this past weekend. Uh, he is going to sit in and help us relive uh, all the action that went down, give us some uh, some insider thoughts uh, as someone that's you know in the locker room with with half of these guys and uh, and has a good knowledgeable mind for this shit. Uh, Joey, how's it going, my man? What up, guys? Ah man, just uh, living the dream every single day. Uh, jumping into this this fight card, we had we had ten bouts. We kicked things off with the only tie fight of the evening. It was Michael Rowe making his uh, tie debut against the uh, fellow debut in uh, Zachary Wright out of Shield Systems. Uh, this one got off to uh, a bit of a bumpy start for Rowe as uh, the Shield fighter uh, Zachary Wright landed lots of body kicks early and uh, and Roe just didn't have any answer for it. It was a TKO stoppage after only about 34 seconds. Not sure uh, what was going on with Roe. He just didn't seem like himself in there. He said he felt a little sick. I don't know if it was if it was nerves, something he ate. Regardless, a good uh, debut for Zachary Wright, who uh, starts his uh, com- combat sports career off on a high note. Uh, Justin, your thoughts? Uh,
2: yeah, a well, fun little uh, Muay Thai fight to get you started there. Uh, Zach Wright landed some some b- good body kicks and
1: and that was that was kind of the end of it. Okay, biggest I guy him. that we're gonna, uh, that's got some potential here.
2: Yeah, he looks he looks sharp, man. Um, comes out of a great gym, so I look forward to seeing seeing him again.
1: Up next, we yeah. went to what? So what's that?
4: I was going to say, I mean, any fighter will tell you they'd rather get punched in the face than the body. So <laughs> I heard I heard about that. And I heard he got hit really good in the body. And, I mean, from somebody that's fought and
1: gets beat up by fighters every day, oh, and body shots take the life out of you. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's especially out there in front of all those people. Uh, you combine yeah. that with nerves, and, and it's probably a, a bad combination. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first time fighting, I mean, the crowd is... Crazy.
4: You know, it was, a, it was in a bar, so it was like a little bit of a smaller venue where it wasn't as wide open. So, I mean, it was super loud and intense and never fighting before and getting up in there is scary for anybody. And, you know,
1: getting hit in the body is not fun. <laughs> That brought us to our first MMA battle of the night. It was featherweights. Two undefeated guys going at it. It was Taylor Wilson uh, out of Knoxville, a different breed fight club taking on uh, the uh, undefeated. Also, Garrett Sharp out of KMA. These guys had probably the best stare down uh, of of (laughs) anyone. These guys got in each other's face. There was some good heat. Uh, Taylor just didn't have an answer for uh, the grappling and wrestling of Garrett Sharp. Uh, He makes it to the second round before succumbing to the submission Uh nice performance by Garrett Sharp and uh, he moves to 2-0 and and is a guy that uh, I think has got some 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 good uh, prospects Joey your thoughts
4: yeah I mean it wasn't really I wouldn't say I think the animosity was kind of confused because you know Garrett is one of like the most quiet calm people inside of our gym and so I guess at the stare down I was watching and I guess Tyler was, you know, intense, you know, just like most people are, and then kind of head pushed him a little bit, and Garrett didn't back down, which was kind of a shock from, you know, that's not normally Garrett's mentality, and he was in the locker room ready to go, and we knew this kid had a good guillotine, and I think that's how he won his first match, and so, you know, we were just trying to be calm, composed, because he was definitely in shape, you know, definitely, you know, ready to go, and, you know, we just... Had a good game plan to make sure that he didn't get caught in the guillotine and he, you know, would get a takedown and, you know, make sure he gets to the side of him so that way he wouldn't get choked and, you know, listened very, very well. And he's a new kid. He's a college student at UT and, you know, he loves us. So he's in there every day, just like everybody else.
1: It was uh, definitely a, a guy to keep an eye on, I think. And, uh, you know, good look, in good shape, good size for uh, for featherweight so definitely excited to see uh, what the future has for him. Uh, hopefully Taylor Wilson sticks with it as well. He's a, uh, he's a guy that's got good aggression, uh, pretty well put together as well, you know, so, uh, I'd like to see him stay with it. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on this match.
2: Great MMA fight to to get the cards started. Both guys came out, you know, throwing pretty hard. Um, Garrett, obviously just, uh, much more technical. Uh, got the, got the fight to the ground where he wanted it and, uh, finished him there. Um, like to see him turn around and fight pretty soon. Uh, he got, got a lot of do on, I think.
1: Our final amateur uh, bout on the card is uh, not a lot of amateurs on this one, mostly pros. Uh, it was Jacob Clemens, one of the, the top 125 prospects uh, coming out of the, the region uh, as an amateur. He was 5-1 and one coming into this and take on the, the, a deb- debuting chance Hurst, who uh, a lot of guys didn't want to step up and fight Clemens. Uh, Hurst, it wasn't hard to get him in. He, he wanted to test himself and – He's actually uh, he was throwing some heat out there. He's a he's a tall, rangy guy. He actually came in two pounds under. So I, I, I feel like he could probably fight at 115 if there were such a thing for males. So uh, definitely didn't lose any stock. Uh, but Jacob Clemens gets the TKO about two minutes into the first round and declares that he'll be going pro uh, after this. Joey, your thoughts is uh, on the fight and uh, you think Clemens is going to be able to make a, a splash at the pro level?
4: Yeah, I mean, Jacob is a super tough kid. He is one of the several people from other gyms that will come by and spar with our guys like Dre and everybody else on Friday nights when we have sparring. And, um, I mean, he's had a dozen kickboxing, MMA fights, and I think, uh, you know, know, he's got a good following, you know, sell some tickets. You know, a lot of people like him. He comes from one of our friendly gyms, and um, I think he'll do very well as long as he... You know, keeps doing what he's doing.
1: Justin, what do you think? Uh, you think uh, Clemens is ready for that step? Yeah, I think Jake Clemens
2: has been ready for that step for a while. Um, he's definitely one of the top amateurs, uh, you know, in this area. Um, shout out to Chanter for taking the fight. Though. I mean, you know, like you said, they knew who, who Jacob was and they were still willing to get in there. Uh, a lot of people weren't jumping at the bits to, to take that fight. Um check it good you know wherever the fight goes so i can't wait to see what he can do uh in the pro ranks and
1: you know he's still young so um future's bright for that kid that moved us on to the professional portion of our card uh shamir peshewa originally set to do mma we had uh, an opponent back out Hannah Ellswick pulled uh, late we were unable to procure an mma replacement so we uh, had a professional grappling match against Tenth Planet, uh, Richmond's uh, Gina Elliott, formerly uh, Gina Begley, uh, Invicta Vet, and, uh, you know, tough all-around chick. Uh, they went back uh, and forth for uh, about six minutes. Ultimately, it was Gina who got the rear naked choke over Shamir and uh, claims the victory. Joe, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think Shamir did a great job. I think, you know, our gym is not a
4: kickboxing gym, a jiu-jitsu gym we've always been an MMA gym and Shamir really wanted to do an MMA fight. And I mean, that's what all of our people at our gym do. So when that wasn't able to happen, you know, we were just happy that somebody was able to, you know, let her compete. She hasn't competed since her, you know, professional debut at the Coliseum, which is a little while ago. She had surgery and, you know, she just, we think it's good for any of our people to compete as much as possible just so they can get experience, you know, being in the cage, being, you know, in a, in front of a crowd and, you know, it's just, you know, she fought a really good grappler. And, you know, that's not Shamir's strength. Uh, I wouldn't say any of our people's strength. Our people are pretty well Um, And so her girl had a great game plan, took her back, and was able to keep it for a long time. I mean, I think Shamir's a blue belt, and that girl was a brown belt, I believe. And, you know, she was able to withstand, you know, six, seven minutes before she was able to tap. So we were happy with her performance for sure.
1: Be excited to uh, see Shamir back in uh, her uh, comfort zone doing MMA hopefully in January. Uh, moving on, we had a kickboxing bout, Pro Muay Thai, and I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first pro female Thai fight in the state of Tennessee, and it really delivered. It was a lot of fun. I would have hated to have judged it because it was super, super close. We didn't really have any knockdowns to to uh really distance anyone from the other shannon Goffrey of national mma gets the uh, decision victory over emily uh, gettys and uh it was a lot of fun that was a fight of the night and uh had the crowd really uh on their feet and well really cheering on uh both these ladies they were throwing down neither neither one uh gave a step joey
4: yeah i mean emily once again is not a kick boncher. she's an mma person and you know she was Shamir, had her grow back out and once again, we were just happy that Emily competed. Um, from my point of view, I thought that was probably one of Emily's best performances. She, it, whether she's won or lost the fight, she you know stood and banged for three rounds. I think that was the only fight that went decision, right? And, it was. You know, they they slugged it out. I mean, it was punches, kicks, spinning stuff, and, and nobody was really backing down. And they just stood toe to toe and just threw bombs at each other for you know three rounds which could have hurt or dropped a lot of people. And I mean, they were just swinging away. So I was super happy with, and, with Emily's performance and hopefully that gets her confidence. And, in January, I think she is well, hopefully one of them, one of our females that are fighting. Um, so yeah, I was super happy with her performance, you know, win, lose or draw. Uh, I think it gave her a lot of confidence and helped her striking and, you know, Shows that you know she belongs, you know, she's able to strike, you know, in an MMA fight. And I know a lot of times she likes to try to take it to the ground, but hopefully, this gives her the confidence she can throw strikes, punches, knees, elbows, and you know, take yeah, it I, w- out. I would
1: think so. I would, I would agree there because, uh, you know, but Shannon honestly has probably a, b- a better uh, amateur pedigree in kickboxing, so it wasn't like she was a novice in there. And neither, uh, neither girl backed down. Emily uh, came forward the whole time, and hopefully that will give her some, uh, some confidence uh, moving forward uh, in her striking. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her in MMA action as well uh, on that January card. Lots of female fights, it's looking like, for that one. Uh, moving on to uh, the, our, our first uh, of, of our uh, pro MMA bouts, uh, it was David Robbins out of American Killer Bees in Cleveland making a successful pro debut over the late replacement, Billy Combs. Steps in for Justin Hatcher on about a week's notice. Uh, David with a, a, a TKO uh, to strikes about 47 seconds in and uh, moves to 1-0. And is another guy that we'll be looking to, to see with a quick turnaround in January. Uh, where there's some some fights on the table out there. I think that people will be really excited to see if we can get uh, them to all come together. Hopefully we can have some announcements on that soon. Uh, Joey, your, your thoughts on successful David Robbins pro debut?
4: Yeah, I mean, David did what he was supposed to do. I mean, he went in there and looked great. And, you know, he's a very seasoned amateur MMA, kickboxer, And, you know, one of our friends, and he comes up and spars with us. And I think he'll do very successful on the, the pro level. Um, you know, super happy that, you know, not a lot of people want to fight him, let alone on a week's notice. So, mad props to Billy uh, for going in there. And, I mean, he wasn't backing down. Uh,
1: he was throwing heat. Chris Wolf made a, uh, a successful return as well uh, in the next bout. He'd been out for about five years. Uh, a, a guy that, uh, you know, if you've been on, on the scene for a long time, you remember him. If you're kind of uh, a person that's just kind of started following the scene over the last three years, four years, then you're going to be like, who is that guy? Uh, that's that Logan Wolf's brother, <laughs> you know, but uh no, he, he came out and he looked great. Uh, got a submission over the, uh, the well-traveled veteran Roy Sanders uh, about three minutes into the first round uh, and gets that first professional win. It'll be interesting to see if he stays active uh, now that he's kind of back in the groove. Joey, what was your thoughts on uh, on the return of Chris Wolf?
4: Yeah, man, Chris is you know, one of our instructors in Pigeon Forge, and he runs you know, a huge kids class fitness kickboxing class and MMA class up there and you know his brother got back into it and wanted to start competing after he moved back here from Florida and then Chris started training with Taylor and getting in shape and you know kind of had the drive to compete again after you know being married have some kids and you know working you know like (laughs) the rest of America and um you know decided to get back in there and he looked great he's one of the few people that actually loves competition like You know, he wrestled, so he's one of our one of our few students that actually, you know, had that experience of one on one competition for many years. And he just truly loves competing, and I think he has a a lot of potential.
1: I'd uh, I I would have to agree for sure. I'm definitely excited to see if we can get him back in in January as well. Of course, that January nineteenth is uh, shaping up to be. An all professional card. And so, you know, we're looking at 12, 13, 14 pro bouts. We're gonna see a lot of these guys make a quick turnaround and uh, get right back in there. Uh, That brings us to our feature bout. Uh, flyweights uh, Dre Miley also of KMAA gets a, uh, a guillotine uh, choke uh, submission. I guess it'd be a technical submission, maybe uh, over uh, Ned Spears who was making his pro debut, uh, but a guy that has been around a long time. You know, Ned's been fighting for ten years at least and uh, had a pretty decorated amateur career. Was uh, a standing guillotine choke though. Ended up putting uh, Ned to sleep and uh, getting Dre uh, back on the winning track, uh, it, it was a fun fight for the, for the minute that it lasted. Uh, I, I really kind of coming in thought that Dre would, uh, his athleticism would obviously be a major advantage there, but he had shown susceptibility to submissions in the past, and Ned is kind of a tricky grappler, so there was that element of danger uh, to the fight. Uh, however, it was Dre that, that pulled off the submission win. Joey.
4: Yeah, uh, and Ned is super tough. He's had like 40-something fights. He actually beat one of our people not that long ago, Logan, Chris's brother. Right. Um, he he subbed him up in Johnson City. So uh, we knew Ned was super tough. And once again, Draves, one of the people, you know, has been around for a long time at our gym, and it's super hard to find him fights. And, you know, he's unfortunately has one eye, so it's very hard for him to fight in other states. And with Tennessee allowing him to fight, you know, it's, sometimes hard to find him opponents and, you know, we're just, you know, super happy that he was healthy, successful and, you know, had an amazing
1: tight guillotine putting it to sleep before he could tap. And, you know, he looked great. That was probably one of the fastest, you know, uh, conscious to unconscious uh, guillotines I've ever seen, honestly. I mean, we're talking, I'd have to go back and watch it, but it was, it seemed like it was only about four seconds.
4: Yeah, um, I mean, if you get a choke in and Dre is – that's one of his, you know, best submissions. I mean, Dre is – if you look at him, I mean, he's just a specimen. I mean, he's Jack Diesel for a, a 25 or 30 – you know, I think they fought at 30, but he's Jack Diesel.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's absolutely a specimen. Another guy I'm looking forward to seeing if we can get in action in January. Of course, the co-main event, the return of the Asian Persuasion, Jason King, a guy that we've seen many times, and uh, he gets a uh, rear naked choke submission uh, late, a little uh, a little over four minutes into the first round over a very, very tough and resilient, uh, sick, nasty Nick Jewell, who uh, came in on short notice as well uh, and just didn't have the grappling chops to, to keep up with King, but showed a lot of uh, tenacity and uh, took, took, you know, had King on his back for a long time or, or mounted for a long time, never really gave up. Just, uh, just wasn't able to find a way out of there. Jason King improves to six and four. And, uh, it looks like we'll see a bout with Jason Wolf on the horizon, uh, in January. Your thoughts, Joey?
4: Yeah, Jason did great. I mean, he actually, a lot of people don't know, kind of tweaked his back a few weeks ago and had to go to chiropractor and do therapy and stuff. And we, uh, I mean, his boy just—he hit so hard, and and Jason was just, you know, trying to be smart and and you know, get the fight to the ground where he could definitely control him. And I mean, he took some punishment, and he did not want to go away. So that was super toughness that he was showing. And I mean, he's got a great potential. He stepped up like on a week's notice. Definitely a weight class above, you know, what he could
1: compete at. I think and so, yeah, we were super happy with Jason's performance. Your thoughts, Justin, on that one, uh, that Jason King is a guy that you have uh, seen uh, over the years, and, and Nick Jewel's another guy that you've seen coming up through the amateur ranks, uh, scored a lot of uh, the highlight real knockouts. Uh, your thoughts on that co-main event?
2: I love watching Jason King fight. Um, you know, the guy's stand-up is, is phenomenal. Um, I was super impressed with Nick Jewell. I mean, you know, Jason's quite a bit bigger than him, and um, you know, I think that uh overall, you know, Jason Jason had much more established stand up. Um Nick landed a few high kicks. Um, you know, he he came in there to fight. Uh, Jason's just too well too well rounded, you know, all, all around. Um, you know, if if he sees an opportunity, you know, he's gonna take it and uh
1: he got one on the ground and, you know, put him away in the first round. That brings us to our main event of the evening and uh, man, we close out uh, 2018 with a bang to say the least Uh, John Hall and Billy Swanson put it all on the line for uh, about uh, seven and a half minutes of of hell out there and it had the crowd just absolutely rocking, it was uh, a sight to behold when two heavyweights are are pushing a pace like that, Billy Swanson gets the TKO uh, to strikes uh, at 232 of the second round it did not come easy though, Joey
4: Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I mean, if you're any type of fan of MMA, that fight was just, I mean, it had everything. I mean, <laughs> had highs, highs and lows for everybody, stand-up and grappling for everybody. I didn't know who the John guy was. Um, you know, no disrespect. Um, I do follow Billy on Facebook, and he's one of our friends that comes to the gym and spars with Vince and everybody. Um, and they just had some hilarious stuff going back and forth. So... I had no idea what was going on. I just knew that I wanted to watch this fight just from all the funny Facebook stuff. And then, oh my gosh, they legit beat the crap out of each other for seven and a half minutes. I mean, it was back and forth. And I mean, Billy came, you know, he was in our locker room and afterwards he came back and had to sit down and just, and he was like, Whoa I mean, that guy hit him with knees to the face and punches to the body. And Billy hit him with everything, but the kitchen sink. And, he might even do the kick to sink at him, but <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, you never knew who was going to win that fight, you know, watching it because, I mean, they would both seem to get, you know, hit oh, like super hard and clean shots. Yeah. You know, and I mean, Billy was a, a tank of not, you know, backing down, keeping his hands high and, and just kept pushing forward and, I definitely think, you know, the weight played a little bit of a factor because when Billy was able to push him against the cage and, you know, take him down, even though John did a great job getting back up, you know, that 265, (laughs) Billy's laid on top of me. It's not fun.
1: (laughs) Justin, your thoughts, man, that you were were cage side for it. Uh, What did you think about it?
2: That's what they show up for, man. It was just a back and forth war. I mean, both these guys said coming into it that, you know that's what you were gonna get. My date was, you know, had her eyes covered for half the fight. I think, um, <sighs> you know, she she was she was waiting for somebody to die. Um, <laughs> I had
1: my drink covered.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I was I was waiting for for blood on my scorecards or something. But um, John Hall, you know, really surprised me in the wrestling. Um, the fact that he got up as you know as well as he did uh, once Billy got him down was was really impressive um you know he's he's a really good athlete uh and like billy said at 205 man he's he's a monster um, but this is billy's weight class and uh you want to step in there that's going to happen
1: it was overall an an epic uh, night. Of course, that sent everybody home uh, with uh, on a high. There, I mean, there's no way you couldn't have enjoyed that fight. Uh, of course, we'll do it again uh, January 19th at the Civic Coliseum. We'll be an all professional card. Follow that up with uh, two, just a very short gap. Two weeks later, we'll be returning. To the Cotton Eye Joe, February the first, for an all amateur showcase. So, uh, you know, stay tuned, and we will have uh, more news on a lot of those fights as they happen. Joey, before we let you go, what uh, closing thoughts on the event, and what we can look forward to from the KMA fighters in January? Any, if you can give us any sort of insight on uh, some of the some of the people we can look forward to seeing.
4: I mean, a lot of people know that you know, we purchased the promotion. And, you know, you're still a huge part of it. And we hopefully have a great partnership going. But one of the things that we did it for was so that way we don't have to travel because, you know, normally we're gone every weekend. And the goal is to, you know, let everybody that, you know, trains at our gym compete as much as possible, you know, as well as, you know, the other gyms around. But, uh, you know, I think we have potentially – Eight girls fighting, seven girls yeah, fighting. Yeah, it is certainly um, very close.
1: Yeah,
4: and then you know maybe one or two of the you know our guys, and you know we just are going to try to keep our people active and you know fighting people locally or out of the state, out of the city, um, and just compete as much as possible. Just you know that's what we do. We're an MMA gym, and, and we want our people to compete as much as possible. So. You know, we have the all-pro card because we have, you know, several pros that came in A, but, you know, we have definitely a lot of up-and-comers, and there's a lot of people that want to fight at the time I go. So, um, I know names out there that are, hopefully, will be fighting, you know, Taylor, Emily, uh, Carmen, Chris, uh, Olivia, Morgan, um, Shanna, Jason,
1: hopefully Dre. So, <laughs> Well, you just named uh, off a, a hell of an exciting lineup just, just there.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, everybody, so that's, that's the goal is, uh, you know, we're uh, for the people we are not a strictly competition gym by any means. I would say 90% of our clientele are people that want to, you know, get in shape or learn a sport or, you know, make new friends or, you know, a hobby, but we definitely have people that want to compete and, this is super awesome because now we don't have to travel and and we can compete, you know, hopefully, you know, if everything goes well and I know cotton, I Joe's loved it and they're talking about, you know, adding a couple more fights. So yeah, we're going to be super busy here locally with, you know, all of
1: our people. So we're super excited. Very good, man. Well, uh, before we let you go, Joey, uh, give us uh, give our listeners a uh, a quick rundown of where we can follow and find uh, KMAA and yourself on social media, so we can uh, keep that that growing and uh, and everybody can keep up with uh, everything that's that's coming up.
4: Yeah, I'm Joey Zonar I'm on Facebook, um, and I run the KMA page. Knox of Pattern, and Martial Arts the uh, Instagram page at Knoxville so definitely, you know, whether you want to, you know, get in shape, you know, meet some new friends, you know, hang out with some fighters or, you know, try a, a new class, you know, definitely love for you guys to come by the gym or, you know, come to the fights. You know, those fights were so exciting this weekend. I mean, Billy's that fight was just epic. I mean, that for long a long time, you know, watching it on the UFC, I mean, to see two heavyweights go at it like that, I was just so entertaining and, you know, got everybody excited about the next one, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I think it's a testament to to what people can 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 expect, you know, uh just even with the with a change in ownership here, you're still going to get an exciting uh you know, evening of of, of action and entertainment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, Joey, again, for joining us. We will talk to you again soon. Let's make this a thing. Let's just have you uh, come on and recap this uh, this stuff with us after each event, man. You, you've done a great job at uh, breaking things down, and, and I'd love to kind of make this a regular thing. Yeah, that sounds great, guys. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Joey Zonar of KMAA, thank you for stopping in, recapping Valor Fight Night at the Joe. We'll talk to you again in January, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. All right, it is time for our pick segment, and we are bringing on board uh, to make this a three-headed monster here. Myself and Justin Watson, now joined by Greg Hopkins, fighter out of the Chattanooga Ringgold area. One of the one of my favorites, actually. Uh, a very exciting guy to watch. Very knowledgeable and, uh, and a degenerate like the uh, the rest of us when it comes to this gambling stuff. Greg, how's it going, my man?
5: It's going great tonight. How you doing?
1: Doing good, doing good, excited to have you. excited to uh, to get your your take on these fights and see if uh, we can make our listeners some money. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, we've uh, we've got Justin, of course on here as well. so we're, we've got a fresh start going into November. We're gonna keep up with our uh, our tally and we're gonna see uh, if any of us are profitable here before we get going. We know that watching the fights are fun, but it's so much more entertaining when you got a little bit of action. On the bouts, you hear us talking about this every week, weekend, week out. And some of you guys are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you guys should all be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of person that just likes to put a little bit out there but win a lot, you can play parlays. Put three fighters on, hit all three, you can turn a hundred bucks into six hundred bucks or more. And there's so much to bet on. You can bet on baseball, basketball, hockey, even the fights this weekend. UFC Denver, they got all the odds for you. And my bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. We recommend these guys to you because we trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is very easy to use. And now my bookie is going to offer you a 100% bonus. That's right. If you've been thinking about placing a pick on these fights, you haven't manned up yet, now's the time to make your move because you can get a 100% match bonus. Up through this Sunday, all you got to do is use promo code VALOR. Go on to bookie right now, and don't miss your opportunity to collect the industry's biggest bonus by using promo code VALOR. You put 100 bucks in, they're going to match you that 100 bucks. And also make sure you follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter and Instagram. They personally respond to every mention and direct message, not to mention They've given away nearly $10,000 in free money to their followers. This football season, you'll be the first to know as soon as the new odds and props are posted as well. So make sure you use promo code VALOR. You're going to get your first deposit match 100%. Promo code VALOR. Go to MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. So we dive into... UFC Fight Night 139. It's going down in Denver this Saturday night. It's going to be on Fox Sports One after the prelims on Fight Pass. All three of us will be uh, using the My Bookie Odds for this and beginning uh, anew, if you will, with 100 units, 100 units for each of us. Uh, to uh, play as we will, we kick off the, uh, the action. We've got three bouts on at 630 that will be on the fight pass portion of the early prelims. We start things off with flyweights, and it is a late replacement, uh, Joby Sanchez, who steps in for Jordan Espinosa on about a week's notice. He'll be taking on Mark De La Rosa. Mark De La Rosa, the favorite in this fight, uh, minus 245, with Joby Sanchez coming back at plus 205. Um, this is a hard one to call. You know, De La Rosa's tough. He's slick on the ground. Uh, Sanchez uh, probably is going to want to strike, but uh, has shown a proclivity for giving up his back, I think, in the past. And De La Rosa really likes that rear naked choke. Um, I think with the full, the full camp to prepare, Sanchez would have a much better shot at this but i think uh with short notice that mark De La rosa is going to be uh, a handful i at minus 245 I, I don't like it enough to make a play so it is a pass for me uh justin
2: uh yeah it's a pass for me too yeah Greg?
5: That's also a, oh sorry a pass for me that's just i don't know enough about either guy really and i mean he he hasn't he, he hasn't had a whole camp you can't i mean isn't it the two it's an early prelim card. There's a uh, anything can happen in that in that fight. So there's no there's no no play there
1: all three of us pass on that uh, early early uh, action there. Uh, moving on, it is Eric Shelton in flyweight action taking on Joseph Morales. This fight is very closely lined, uh, nearly a pick 'em, em uh, with uh, Eric Shelton being the uh, oh-so-slight oh favorite uh, at minus 120. Joseph Morales returning at even money. The total is set at two and a half rounds with the over being minus 250, the under coming back at plus 200. Uh, Justin, you're, you're Uh, Thoughts on this fight?
2: This is going to be, you know, this is going to be worth tuning in early for. Uh, Both these guys are, are, you know, on the rise. Uh, Morales is 24 years old uh, from Alpha Male, Coming off of his first loss uh, to to Davison Fierra. You know, he's tough as nails. Uh, Eric Sheldon, more of a striker, uh, coming out of Indiana. He's 11 and 5. I'm looking for. Looking for Morales to kind of control, control Shelton and take him down, and uh, you know, kind of expose him there. But, but uh, this to be a tough fight, like, man. I, I can't make a play on it.
1: Greg, uh, your thoughts, or do you want to play uh, on, you, on actually, this on this flyway yeah, to have I, a game?
5: I actually do want to make a play on Eric Shelton here because in significant strike he lands three point one seven, you know, a minute and he absorbs only 1.63, while uh, Morales is, uh, you know, he's absorbing 2.1, uh, 2.44 a minute, and he's going to be taking a lot more strikes. The only way I can see Shelton loses is if he gets Russell fucked. So I'm going to go ahead and take both of these up, new, new and up-and-comers, and I'm going to put a little bit on, uh, sprinkle a little bit on Shelton is what I'm going to do. Okay, and
1: how many units is this Eric Shelton play worth?
5: I'm just going to put three units on him.
1: Three units on Eric Shelton minus 120. And I've got to agree with you. I think Shelton, uh, if you, Shelton has never been finished. Uh, He has been in there with some really high caliber guys. And uh, I think that he is uh, going to be just a little too much for, for Morales to deal with. I am going to uh, follow Greg here and go with uh, Shelton. Uh, and I'm going to play him for, uh, for, for five units. Actually, I like this. this is actually one of my, my favorite plays on the whole card uh, is uh, Eric Shelton minus minus uh, one twenty uh, for five units. Uh, and of course that brings us to our, our, uh, our, our next uh and final uh bout on the fight pass prelims and this one is maybe i, I believe this is the fir- the 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 furthest odds that, that we have it is uh looks very much like a mismatch on paper it is going to be a lightweight uh a brazilian uh, uh submission ace davi ramos is minus 890 over john gunther Plus six forty. Uh, the total is uh, uh, is one and a half. With the over being a uh, plus one sixty five. The under 100 minus one ninety five. Greg, uh, break it down.
5: Man, if you want a, a definite winner, a definite winner, you're going to have Davy Ramos, John Guther. He's if y'all if y'all follow the Ultimate Fighter, uh, he was the guy that lives out of his van. Yeah. Uh, basically, got in the very first fight of the very first of the season, and he was the, he was the first one out. And he wanted to prove himself. Now, he did have a comeback win. His last fight he won. Was, uh, if I'm not wrong, it was a big upset. But I just don't <laughs> I, I just don't think that he, can, he goes anywhere. I think this is one of those ones that if you could uh, pick the under one-and-a-half rounds or whatever, the, you go ahead and put it in under, under one-and-a-half rounds that Guthrie gets knocked out or submitted. One of the two, you put your money on both of them. I don't, that's, but mm-hmm. i stay away from this one because the uh, – Lines too is too inflated to, to win
2: anything oh. here on restless, so no play. Justin, oh uh, yeah, no play for me. Um, to be a fun one to watch, I think you know Ramos. You know he should should be able to take care of business, but Gunther's. Uh, you
1: know he, he's always alive, so uh, should be fun to watch. But um, no play for me on this one. I am a John Gunther fan. Uh, from watching the show, he is a character and uh, very likable, but but he is not a UFC level fighter in my opinion. Uh, and and Ramos is is going to be better everywhere. I think I don't think there's anywhere that Gunther can hope to win besides maybe being able to clinch him up against the cage and grind out three. Rounds of stand-up clinch work. But if it goes to the ground, then he's gonna get subbed. And if he stays standing for long, he's gonna get knocked out. I I am really tempted to play the under one and a half. Minus 195 is a bit scary. Uh, so I'm going to pass as well just in case Gunther's able to just take an ass whipping and stay in there. But uh, it's a pass for me, uh, but I really have a hard time seeing anyway. Uh, that Gunther is able to get that to, to get it done. It's uh, it, it's a, it's a really tough fight for him, and uh, and I, I think that uh, he's just <laughs> he's just out of his depth. And I don't know if the UFC just uh, if they if they don't uh, if, they, if they're if they if they do not like him or what. <laughs> but uh, this is just a really tough one. Um, yeah. Moving on We have uh, the Fox Sports uh, We have the Fox Sports 1 prelims This will be at 8 o'clock And this uh, will kick off With lightweights It is going to be um, Devontae Smith uh, who is, uh, I believe he's making his USA deb- debut He is uh, off of the Contender Series and uh, he is going to be taking on a guy that uh, people may remember from previous uh, Ultimate Fighter uh, shows uh, as uh, uh, Julian, uh, Juicy J, if you will, uh, uh, Julian Arosa. And uh, the odds on this bout, uh, Julian Arosa is the underdog. Devontae Smith, the favorite, minus 245, with Arosa coming back at plus 195. The total is one and a half, uh, minus 120 over. Um that this is a this is a pretty tough one to uh, a pretty tough one to to dissect honestly because uh, Arosa is a very tall lanky uh, guy uh, but I believe he's made 145. Uh, Devontae Smith beat uh, Nick Burks on the V3 about a year or so ago and uh, looked really good. He's just a very physical guy. Minus 245 is a little steep for me uh, personally. I was looking at the total, though, at one and a half, and I really do think that this fight could go over. Uh, I, Arosa is going to be a pretty durable guy, and he's not. I think that both guys are going to be durable. We could potentially get to the third round pretty easily. So I'm going to play uh, three units on the over one and a half. Justin.
2: Yeah, I like uh, Devontae Smith in this one, but um, I'm not sure about the odds. It's a little, a little too much for
1: me to risk. Um, I'm going to stay away from this one, too. Hopkins, yeah, your 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 take.
5: I, I think I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think they're going to dance around the cage and feel each other out for at least a round. I don't think they're going to get in there and fire off. I mean, Devontae Smith, King Cage could. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but with that with that wingspan of uh, of the Rosa, I mean, you know, he's that's. I mean, we'll, we'll move on. I'm gonna, I'm going to take the over one and a half though uh, for three units on that on that just for the fighters. I think it at least goes. I thought
1: was a good so Justin and I agree on this one uh, Both putting the same amount Three units on the uh, Over one and a half round And uh, I really think That's a pretty good play um, Moving on to our, our Next bout This one is going to be uh, A bout that is uh, Kind of a, a newcomer Versus a guy that's been around for a minute uh, Benel Darouche uh, Versus Tiago Moises uh, Darush minus 145, uh, Moises is uh, plus 125. The total's two and a half. Uh, over two and a half is minus 160. Under plus 135.
2: Justin, looking forward to seeing uh, Darush come back. You know, coming coming off of a pretty quick knockout loss. Um, you know, then he had a a draw with Evan Dunham before that, and then um, Barboza knocked him out pretty good. So um, I'm interested to see. You know, if if if, uh, if his chin's still there or, or or if he's kind of, you know, just taking one too many. Um, I'm not sure that the Tiago's gonna be the, the one to test that. Um coming off the contender series, uh young kid eleven and two out of Sao Paulo. Um, I wanna take uh I wanna take Darius on this one. Um but I think I'm gonna parlay him with Eric Shelton.
1: So, a parlay with Eric Shelton and uh, Benil Darouche. Five units will get you back. Ten and a half units. Uh, and I like that play. Uh, pretty good. Uh, I, uh, this Tiago Moises guy, is, he's pretty good, though. I've, I've been watching him. For me, it is is—it uh, is a pass. Just because uh, Darush has been on a little bit of a slide, I don't know if I can trust him. Uh, Greg?
5: No, I, I'm going to leave this fight alone. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch close. I think Tiago's a tough kid, but I don't. I don't, I don't want to play this. He's still young. He's got to get in there and see what happens. I don't want to. I don't want to bet on this one yet.
1: That brings us to featherweights. We have got another an even money fight here. Finally, we've got a few a few close ones. Um, I hear it again now. There it is. Um, we have got uh, Bobby Moffitt making his UFC debut. He comes off the Contender Series and he's taking on Chaz Skelly. Both these guys are minus one ten. So you essentially got to pick them fight. The totals two and a half over. Is minus 220. The under is plus 180.
5: Greg? Uh, I've been watching Chas Skelly for a little while now, and he seems to, <clears throat> on these fight nights, every time he goes to the fight nights, he seems to win. But when he gets the call to the pay per view on the card, he always loses. I don't understand it. He's just a little, uh he, well, his nickname's a scrapper. He's just a little old country boy, a little redneck is all he is. And, uh, uh, Bobby Moffitt's coming off the contender series off of a Dars choke, and he's a wrestler, and he's been, he isn't. He's been in the game for a while. It's not like he's just he's just now come. To the scene. he's been training with some of the best. So I'm gonna. Uh, I think that Bobby Moffitt actually started out as the uh, the under the underdog, and now they're now they're both uh, what minus one ten. Yeah, it's even. I'm gonna. They're an even pick. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Moffitt on this one. Is who I'm gonna take. I don't. I mean, many? he's. Well, Kelly hasn't lost on one of these cards yet. As far as the uh, just the fight night goes, he hasn't lost yet. He hasn't lost. Uh, I just think he loses this time. Uh, I'm going to go five five units on him.
1: Five units on Bobby Moffitt is the play from Greg Hopkins. Justin, what's the under on that? Uh, the total is two and a half, and under is plus one eighty. And over minus overs minus two twenty five. Uh, minus two twenty.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay away from it. I thought about taking me over, but I don't know. I'm not that high.
1: Yeah, I would agree that this is probably a decision fight either uh, which way it goes. I honestly was was kind of leaning towards Skelly, but the, with the action coming in, the Sharps have bet, I guess, maybe have bet Moffitt uh, down, so I should go with Skelly, I would think. That's my initial lean is that he's going to grind in uh and if Moffitt's not able to get takedowns and in he he may not be able to to do much with him so i'm actually going to go i'm going to pass i i really am tempted to go with chaskelly but i'm going to pass and leave it alone i suppose <laughs> uh, up next uh, that brings us to our next female bout and uh that one will be between amanda cooper and uh and ashley yoder uh, and uh, of course, uh, Amanda Cooper uh, and, and Yoder are both in need of a win uh, very badly. Uh, they they've both been put in there very tough, and so they get a, a chance to to kind of for one of them to get a win, the other one may get cut. Uh, Ashley Yoder is the favorite minus one hundred and fifty. Amanda Cooper comes back at plus one hundred and thirty. The over or the total, I'm sorry, is two and a half. With the over being minus two forty five, the under plus one ninety five. Uh, man, I really, I really kind of want to take Amanda Cooper here because she's been in there with just beasts. They've thrown her to the wolves, but but the same goes for Yoder. Uh, Yoder actually went the distance with Mackenzie Dern, and Cooper did not. It really is kind of a coin toss fight, as the odds suggest. And for me, it is a pass. Uh, uh, Greg.
5: What's the over and under on
1: this spot? It's it's two and a half with the over being minus two forty five. The under plus one ninety
5: five. The under is uh, plus one ninety.
1: The under is plus one ninety five.
5: Uh, I'm going to put two units on the under for plus one ninety
1: five. Interesting, interesting. I I I could maybe see somebody catching a submission. I suppose. Uh, That's
5: all I
1: can. That's so I can under uh, for under for two units.
5: Yes, sir.
1: At plus Plus one ninety five. Justin. Uh yeah, this one's this one's rough. Um you know,
2: Cooper's got, you know, an upside down record. It, it's crazy that there's people like that in the UFC. Um I'm gonna stay away from it. That's just like there's just no talent. I mean, both these girls are just uh they're not really up to up to the UFC talent level. Um so the, you know, there's no no telling what could happen. It's like,
1: Moving on to uh, the main card on Fox Sports One. It all starts at 10 o'clock that night. And uh, we've got a fight with the guy that we're, we all know from around these parts. It is the um, uh, violent Bob Ross, Luis Pena, uh, our, our former Valor lightweight champion. He's minus 280 against the tough winner, Mike Trizano, who comes back at plus 230. The total's two and a half uh, at minus 165 over, under is plus 140. Uh, Greg.
5: What is Pena right now? He's minus he, two what? Minus 280. Wow. Minus 280. Well, he was my definite big player of the day. I mean, I actually fought on the same card as Pena one time. Uh, I was the opening bout. He was the uh, main event. And um, I got to see him live, and I got to see him work uh, Toby Wall. And I, That guy wasn't no hoe either. He's tough. Right.
3: Pena.
0: <laughs>
5: Pena did work that night, and I was like, that dude is going to go somewhere. And then when he got on the show, I was like, "Wow! Like he's gonna win the damn show!" And then he hurt his he hurt his foot. But I'm telling you right now, the kid was homeless. You know, not too long ago, homeless, didn't have nothing. I mean, I stayed, you know, in the in in a a hotel at the same place with him, and like it was not weren't staying in nice hotels. And uh, and I just seen him walking out. I was like, "My man looks like he's been had a rough time." And I didn't know he was an MMA fighter. I just thought tall, skinny dude, and then next thing I know, he's walking in, weighing in at 155. I said, that son of a bitch is 155. <laughs> he's 6'3", 155. He's a professional boxer. He's a Missouri State champion. He's had a rough rough go around, you know. I Pena is my pick for tonight. He he, he deserves it. He's earned it. He's fought for it. He trains with Khabib, Cormier, Cain Velasquez. He's over there at AK. I, it's, that's it. Like that's that's who my pick of the night right there is Luis Pena, and uh, I'm gonna put ten units on him right there. I don't care if he's minus one or minus two eighty. and I'm parlaying him too with uh, with Barber.
1: Okay, we'll get to that parlay when we get to to Barber. But for now, ten units on uh, Luis Pena, minus two eighty. Greg goes uh, Justin.
2: Oh man, you gotta love uh, Pena. He's guy yeah, comes to fight every time. Um, I'm going to stay away from this one. Uh, Man, I want to take the under on it, but uh, I'm just going to stay away from this one.
1: I really uh, will be rooting for Luis myself, of course. That number is is scary. Uh, Trezano is no joke. You know, Trezano, he won the show. (laughs) You know, so to see him at at such an underdog price is alarming. Um, And so I – man – I don't see how Trezano can finish if he does win. Luis, I can see submitting him potentially. So instead of giving up the minus two eighty, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go three units on under two and a half at plus one forty, uh, and hope that we see Luis get that finish. So uh, my play is uh, the under two and a half at plus one forty uh, for uh, for Pina for uh, for uh, for Trizano. For three units, um, I think that's—I think that's—you uh, know—I uh, think that's something we can hope for. Anyway, uh, I feel—I feel I fairly—fairly feel fairly decent about it. Uh, moving on to our next bout. Uh, is uh, one more uh, ladies bout before we get to the co-main event, which is more ladies. This is uh, a late replacement as well. Hannah Cyphers coming out of North Carolina, taking on Macy Barber. Macy Barber, pretty pretty top prospect out of the LFA uh, circuit, and she is a uh, heavy favorite, minus 420, with Hannah Cyphers coming back at plus 320. The total is 2.5. Over is minus 160. Under is plus 135. Justin.
2: I didn't know too much about these girls coming in. Um, I know Barbara came off the contender series. Uh, she's 5-0, 5-5, um, five, five, a freestyle fighter out of Fort Collins. I mean, uh, you know, everything that I've seen on her, she looks like, you know, she's, she's you know, follows her nickname in the future. Um, so uh, Cypher is 8-2, and two, uh, real good Muay Thai. I think the under on this one, It's is it 2.5 on the under on this one too? Yes. And one plus uh, one thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna
1: take that for five units. So you think we're gonna finish here? Yep. So uh, Justin takes the under two and a half plus one thirty-five for how many units? One more time. Five. Five units uh, on the under uh, two and a half on the Macy Barber Hannah Cipher by Greg.
5: What was Macy Cypher again? Minus what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Macy Barber.
1: Macy Barber is minus 420, and um, and uh, Hannah cyphers is plus 320.
5: Plus 320. Macy Barber. She's got goals. She's trying to be the youngest women's champion right now. Is what she's on a roll to do. So she starts here. You know. I. Uh, gonna. I mean, that's. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep her with my um. My parlay with Pina. I'm gonna par- parlay Pina and Barber together for six.
1: Six units on a Luis Pina and Macy Barber uh, play will pay back four. Uh, four point oh eight units. So not too bad, actually. That's uh, that's getting you back uh, you know two-thirds uh, of your money almost to even. I actually like that play a lot. Uh, Greg Hopkins, six units on Macy Barber and Luis Pina together. Um we will see if that works out for him. I am going to leave it alone. I, I am high on Barbara, but, but Cypress is really good. Um, and uh, I think that you, with the full camp, she would probably be a lesser favorite. Uh, she is pretty solid. I'm going to leave it alone and enjoy uh, myself and uh, see what happens. Moving on to uh, the next bout. It is uh, going to be flyweight action, and uh, this is a really well-matched fight. Uh, Joseph Benavidez taking on Ray Borg, and uh, yeah, this is one that I think uh, will be full of action. Uh, it is, uh, uh, right now, it's a pick em. Uh Ray Borg, Joseph hey. Benavidez are both minus 110. The total is two and a half. Uh, over is going to uh, cost you minus 330, uh, whereas... The under is going to be uh, two, plus two sixty five. So uh, most people expecting uh, the decision there. Um, let's uh, let's take it uh, here. I guess this one's mine here. This is uh, this is this is a close one. Um, yeah, man, I really lean towards uh, I really lean towards uh, Joseph Benavidez just because of the level of competition that he has beaten. He's really only lost to just absolute elite uh world level guys um so um i really like i really like benavidez here and i'm going to play five units on benavidez uh, minus 110 uh greg
5: um i don't want to be the one to burst your bubble but i'm thinking that that one got canceled
1: oh well what do I, did that just happen
5: yeah so it's the last couple hours
1: Oh wow, Justin, can you confirm this? These these allegations?
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to cut you off, but Rayboard uh, didn't pass medicals. Oh,
5: I didn't want to cut you off either because he he's making that shit sound fire. I was
1: like, all right. right, everybody was so everybody was so pumped for it. Well, shit, I guess that I fight ain't happening. <laughs> that I, 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 that I, I, was a good fight. Oh <laughs> man. Well, moving on, I guess we I guess we won't waste any more time with bullshit that ain't happening. Uh, that that gets us to the the feature bout, and this is one that I am maybe the most excited for. I don't know, main event's really good, uh, but uh, this one should be fire for however long it lasts. It is going to be Cowboy Donald Cerrone. He is uh, taking on uh, a tough one here, uh, Platinum Mike Perry. And uh, the odds on this one are a little crazy. Mike Perry is the favorite, minus 210 with Cowboy Cerrone coming back, plus 175. The total is one and a half, with the over being at minus 125, the under plus 105. Greg, your thoughts?
5: What was the over on the on the side again?
1: One and a half is minus 125.
5: One and a half is minus 125. I just don't see how Cerrone's Plus 175 in this fight. I mean, I know that him coming up from 155 is a bigger deal. I mean, it, I know that myself because I've fought welterweight and lightweight, and I feel the difference when I'm fighting 170. And he's got to feel it too. And I know Perry is just a damn yard dog. He, he's just he's gonna kill somebody. I, if I have to put pick somebody, I'm gonna gamble on this one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Perry. Actually, no, and I'm gonna take the the over one and a half is
2: what I'm gonna take.
1: Over one and a half rounds, Greg Hopkins takes uh, in the Mike Perry versus Cowboy Cerrone fight. He says Cowboy ain't going down in a heap that early. Uh, the uh, the over uh, is minus 125. And how many units? Let's go five units. Five units. Uh, you know, I, I really can't see how he's that big an underdog either. I've. I am against again, my better judgment. I'm going Cowboy Cerrone plus 175 for two units. Justin. Um uh, man, Mike
2: Perry looks like such a monster in his last fight. Um, Donald Cerrone, you know, I, I think he's, I think Mike Perry's going to definitely have the strength advantage. Um, coming from, you know, Jim where, where Cerrone came up, I think he's going to, he's going to be pretty prepared for Cerrone. Um, I really, really want to take Donald on this one, but I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go with Greg and, and go with the over uh, for five units on the over there.
1: Over one and a half for five units. Both these guys say – I say take Cowboy. Not that I'm that confident. I just think that plus 175 is, is skewed, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that brings same. us yeah, – yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean, I could certainly see him getting starched. Um, that brings us to the co-main event of the evening: female uh, action, Van Waits, uh former uh, 145 champion uh, Jermaine Durandamy minus 170 over Raquel Pennington is plus 145. The totals two and a half, uh, with over being minus 290, under plus 235. Justin,
2: this is gonna be a fun one. Uh, you know, Rocky's coming off of the off the title fight uh, with Amanda Nunez. She you know was on a little bit of a streak before that. Um, she's, she goes through a lot of decisions. Uh, she's just a durable, tough, tough girl. Uh, but you know, grandma she's a, a, a kickboxer with you know tons of. She's I think she's thirty-seven and 0, uh, pro kickboxing, um, she's seven and three in a Former champion. I mean, uh, she gave up her title because she was afraid to fight Cyborg, I guess, and, and then she came back down. But um, I think I'm going to go with the under on this one as well. Uh, let's see. It under is uh, under two and a half for plus 235.
1: That's right. Under two and a half is uh, plus, it gets you plus 235. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that for five units. Wow. That's a big play right there. Uh, Greg.
5: Oh, Rocky, uh, she just got done fighting Manon Nunez. She got she got worked by Nunez, and you know what? I'll add something to Justin over there. Oh, GDR fucking knocked out a guy in boxing, yeah. and I saw that. On top of that, like, I mean, how do you bet against a woman that's knocking out men, and then she steps into the ring with a woman? The only, way, the only way I can look at it is to see if uh, Pennington, Pennington can get the takedown and just wrestle fuck her, too. I don't see it happening. I'll take GDR. What is the uh, What is the... What is the call? Is it one seventy minus one seventy for GDR?
1: Uh, it is.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna go. No, um, it 90. is. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. GDR is minus one seventy. Pennington's plus one forty five.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna go ten on uh, GDR
1: too. Ten on GDR. I kind of like it because I just, I mean, Raquel got ran that last time. Now, granted, that was a really tough fight, but uh, man, I, she, I, it's hard to see her coming back and beating her. You know. I'm going to follow Greg, and I'm actually going to go ten units on GDR as well. Uh, I think uh, I think that's a really solid play, uh, even minus one seventy. I think there's a lot of value there. Uh, ten units for me as well. Uh, moving into the main event, and this one should be a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of action. Originally it's supposed to be the Korean Zombie versus Frankie Edgar. Now it will be uh, Yair Rodriguez stepping in to face the Korean Zombie, uh, Chan Sung uh, uh The Korean is minus 135 with Rodriguez coming back at plus 115. The total is 2.5 at even money over, under 2.5 minus 120. And this is going to be a lot of fun. It's been a minute since we've seen Korean Zombie, but last time he took off um, quite a bit of time, he came back like he never missed a beat. Uh, Yair comes in on short notice here, uh, so I think that could be uh, a potential factor, and he's been out for a long time too. So I'm going to go with the Korean zombie minus 135 for eight units. Uh, Greg,
5: I'm I'm still actually studying this one because, like like on that um on the Scaly and Muppet fight, I failed to mention that everybody's got to remember this fight's in Denver, so they're going to be there's going to be some elevation. And as as far as that scaly and Moffitt fight goes, you have got one guy coming out of Texas, Skelly, and the other guy's coming out of Illinois. You know, it's colder up there. The elevation is different. That's one thing you got to think about with all these fights. The Korean Zombie, uh, Chang Sung Young. I I mean, this fight with Yal Rodriguez, I was I was leaning towards Rodriguez really because I just don't. There's not a whole lot of uh, you know, people from South Korea or any any, any, any that come in and can dominate like the boxers out of Mexico, just to be honest with you. I mean, the takedown, he, you know, grin Zombie, he is. He, he's got his name. He's a zombie. He just keeps moving forward. He doesn't quit. He's so exciting to watch. And Rodriguez has got some pinpoint accuracy. But I, this is going to be exciting one. I'd, I was going to lean towards Yair Rodriguez, but he, he doesn't He didn't have a whole lot of time in, time in for this fight. So I don't know. I'm probably just going to leave this one alone as far. Yeah, I'm just going to leave this one alone
2: right here. All
1: right, so no play for Hopkins there in the main event, Uh, Justin.
2: I'm going to do a couple here. I'm going to do five units on the over.
1: On the over, uh, two and a half and even money. Yep. Okay. And then I'm going to just talking, you know, playing the numbers. I'm going to parlay Chan Sung Jung with uh, with Cowboy. So uh, Chan Sung Jung is minus one thirty five Cowboy is plus 175. How many units? Five. For five units, uh, that parlay will pay back 18.94 units on uh, Cowboy... Um, uh, together with the zombie the cowboy and zombie parlay and uh, it, it's, it's, it's where it's at here tonight with Justin, uh, won five units uh, on an 18.1 18.94 uh, uh, return that, that would be uh, real sweet if it hits for sure and uh, that would mean I won both of mine too so I'm, I'm for you <laughs> that kind of, uh, that finishes up our preview of course brought to you by MyBookie, make sure you check out my bookie. use the promo code Baller. they're going to give you a 100% match bonus on whatever you put in uh, so you can be playing on house money this weekend. Get your bets in, whether you follow us or, or whether you fade us. Let's make sure you got some action either way. And we'll be back next week to recap all the action, see where we left up or see where we ended up. And uh, hopefully we made everybody some money. It didn't look like we were too far apart on uh, too many of these plays. So that's good. We don't have to root against each other too much. Uh, for my co-host, Justin Watson, and of course our fellow panelists. Greg Hopkins, appreciate you guys' time as always. We will rally back up next weekend and uh, and see where the dust settles before we uh, hop into uh, what I believe will be a Bellator uh, card next weekend. Until uh, then, uh, Valor Hour, episode 88 or 89, whoever's counting, we're out. is an MMA report with Jason Floyd. Quick Fix on Radio Influence. UFC Fight Night 139. Be able to see us fight the opening fight of the TV prelims on FS1. Devontae Smith, when, when you hear about multiple fighters declining
4: to fight you, is that a compliment? Does that piss you off? What kind of goes through
1: your mind when you hear there's guys being offered a fight and they're saying no? I guess it's a compliment,
0: and then then it irritates me at the same time, because it's like, you know, in a sense, y'all already got money. You know, y'all already got got your feet wet. Y'all already here. You know, it's my turn now, you know. uh, It's my time to shine. It's my turn to show what I can do. And for you people, uh, especially the the, the ranked guys, for you people to, you know, turn me down, like, are you scared? Or do you see me too much of a threat? Or, but, you know... The longer they, what kept me calm is the thought process was the longer they take, the, the better I've become. You know, you're just giving me more time to work on more things. And, you know, it, it kept me at a, at a good temperament, you know, until, you know, uh, I got to fight. So we're good now.
1: The MMA report with Jason Floyd can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.